Star Wars 7x7 episode 3379. The Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord is the final episode in the Ahsoka series, for now at least, and we've got our breakdown episode today. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, the Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. And yeah, of course, to see what you did there. Fine folks at Lucasfilm with that. Of course, my uh, son <laughs> saw that and was like, ah! And, like, he recognized it as well. That's the title of Part 8 of the Ahsoka series. And it wraps up things, but really leaves more questions behind <laughs> it does actually resolve things and this is a full spoiler episode just to you know to make sure we cover that base anyway so the ultimate result of the episode is that Thrawn gets back to the galaxy far far away I suppose this was a foregone conclusion even though it seemed like they had ample opportunity to prevent him from doing so, and yet I guess this is just the way they want the story to unfold and how they're looking at the you know next level situation when they take this to movie-related parts, whether they're going to have a couple more series before they get to the movie situation, whatever the case may be, they needed Thrawn back in the galaxy, and so yeah, this is what this whole series was about, was putting Thrawn on the path to be able to get back to the galaxy. For a second takeaway, it now is clear that one of the end games of the series was to reunite Ahsoka and Sabine in a meaningful way to reestablish that Padawan and master relationship and cement it in a positive way. So yeah, there was trouble along the way, but they ultimately made it work out. And despite the fact that exactly what Ahsoka didn't want to happen is what ended up happening. <laughs> Ahsoka's like, well, you know, Ezra's where he's supposed to be and we're where we're supposed to be. So I guess she's all right with it after all. But we'll dig into that <laughs> more a little bit later and probably over subsequent episodes. For a third takeaway, one of the end games of the series was to fully establish Sabine as a Force user. I have a feeling this is going to be a point of contention on the interwebs and on the socials and whatnot. For me, at least, I'm kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. I'm happy for there are enough breadcrumbs that justify it. So yeah, go ahead, have fun with it, Lucasfilm. Make her a Force user perfectly fine with me. Not that I have to be the arbiter of anything, but I'm just saying at least I can see the path, you know? And there are people who are gonna complain about it and say, it never should have happened, but I'm fine with it. For a fourth takeaway, the mystery of the Great Mothers has deepened. We hear a line from Ezra in this episode to the effect that Thrawn woke up the mothers. And that certainly... <laughs> just highlights how much we need to learn about the 10 years that Thrawn spent on Peridia. There is just so much for us to discover how he got involved with the Great Mothers, how he woke them up, and what kind of deal he made with them. And that leads me to my fourth takeaway, which is the cargo transfer being complete, what they were actually taking out of Peridia and bringing to the galaxy far, far away. Everything about this suggests that these are bodies and probably a combination of 
Imperial troopers and officers like part of Thrawn's crew and also uh, various Sisters and other children of Dathomir or children of Peridia, children of the Great Mothers, however you'd like to put it. And the fact that they are heading to Dathomir with all of these bodies, at least what we're presuming to be bodies, should send a chill up your spine because that means that those Great Mothers are going to reanimate the corpses and create an army of the dead and... Yeah, that's probably not going to be a really good thing for anybody who likes peace and justice in the galaxy. For a fifth takeaway, I'll say that although it appears like there's a pretty strong alliance between Thrawn and the Great Mothers, we have the first hint of a rift over the death of Morgan Elspeth. So once Thrawn kind of says, ah, she served a purpose, the Great Mothers are kind of like going to scance at him like, hmm, not too sure about that. But ultimately, Thrawn may not need them. I mean, he may be able to drop them off at Dathomir, they can reanimate their corpses, and then he can just ditch them there and head off to where other Imperial Remnant folks are hiding out and you know, work with what he has left. I mean, yeah, that's certainly something that he could do. For a sixth takeaway, I'll say that they really did put a lot of work into the various lightsaber fight sequences in this series, but they really did save the best for last. I think the fight between Ahsoka and Morgan Elspeth was absolutely, hands down, the best lightsaber fight in the entire series and rivals some of the lightsaber fights that we've seen in live action movies. And was it just me, or was there also like a little bit of a, a Ray and Ben slash Kylo Ren dynamic happening with Sabine and Ezra as they were fighting the various night troopers and those death trooper versions of the night troopers and helping each other out? And for a seventh and final takeaway, I'll flag Ezra's arrival on Home One in a classic Rebels Ezra fashion where he arrives wearing stormtrooper armor. He was known to impersonate stormtroopers and had various helmets and whatnot in the Rebels series, so that was definitely a very classic Rebels moment and how cute it was for Chopper to realize before anybody else who was in that armor, which made, of course, perfect sense. Although maybe I would have liked an extra second or two of that reunion or at least Hera embracing him. Ah, you can't get everything you want, though, but we've got a lot to talk about about how this series ended because it is just so filled with questions and for all the times that Rosario Dawson was doing interviews saying yeah I've been advocating for a season two of this but I don't know if anybody's gonna listen to me or not the way this thing ended I don't know how you don't do a season two or you know unless they're just anticipating rolling right into the movie from here seems kind of unlikely it seems like they still have a couple of leaps to make before they get into movie territory but yeah what, I'd love to know what you think about that so if you're checking this out on YouTube hey comments are right there and if you're checking this out via audio podcast version on your favorite app then head over to the blog post for the show's episode at sw7x7.com and drop a comment on the blog post for this episode. And that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. So it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited for their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.